What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Hey, this is a national treasure and the real world's champion, Mick Aldis, and you're listening to Behind the Gorilla. Me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. Oh yeah, so uh, have you joined in with the rest of with the rest of the country and going a uh, m- mustache for the summer? I can't. I can't even grow a mustache. I would if I could, but it doesn't. It doesn't work. Mm. Every few months, I try to. I just let it go, like untouched, and see if anything materializes. But it's too thin. It, it doesn't really work. Yeah. Also, the fact your hair is white doesn't help. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't grow thick enough. To, to counteract the blondness it just really doesn't work you can if the mustache grows thick enough thick enough for me means the the hairs cast a shadow on my lip so you can see the shadow but not really the hair and it just looks worse <laughs> but otherwise buddy if i could yeah i absolutely would this would be a, a mustache summer 100 yeah. percent. no yeah because yeah we're definitely going we're definitely going for that this summer uh for our big music festival that's coming up excellent Oh, yeah, man, the second cool. weekend of July, so me and my uh, couple of my coworkers we're 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 going with it. The problem is, mm. one of my coworkers is just the master. It's just unfair. Right. I, I mean, think I saw his beard at some point. I think he posted. No, a picture. no, that was That's a different a different guy. Oh, That's I'm my sorry. broadcast partner uh, from gotcha. Yuma. <clears throat> He's got a glorious mustache. Yes, but uh, no, one of my other coworkers, he looks like Sam Elliott. Oh, wow. Like, wow. exactly. That's impressive. Like, he has Sam Elliott from Tombstone, wow. pure white, wow. full handlebar mustache. And it's yeah. the most glorious thing I've ever seen in my life. And so he's, I mean, he's the master. So he already is like that. But yeah, we have various stages of success as far as this goes. But yeah, I'm almost three weeks without shaving, which is a long time. Yeah. Long time for me. So that's not bad. It's not great, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> My hair's at least dark. So Right. That helps. But anyway, that's that's a shame. It's a shame you can't join in. With yeah, them. I know. Maybe next summer. Maybe. Who's to say? Maybe. There 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 are filters for that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay. All right, how's it going, everyone? We're back with another episode of Behind the Gorilla. Another episode Woo! where Harris talks about wrestling and Mark reacts because he doesn't watch it anymore. And um, yeah, so the reason why we're doing an episode now and it's it's a little bit off. Normally we have these come out on Monday, but uh, we didn't have a chance over the weekend. But we had some time now to record, so a little bit late, but we're getting it done. We got to do it because Forbidden Door is happening. Just a horrible name for a pay-per-view and so it's pretty dumb it's yeah. so dumb it, it's it's the I, I don't know how to explain it it's the attempt at self-awareness but in a stupid way i don't know how to explain it but you get it, it the point is it's dumb and we all know wh- we all know it's dumb it's hard to explain why if someone doesn't get why it's dumb 
Yeah, I mean, it's because it's one of those things that, like, they just started saying, like, yeah. organically. And, like, it's taken from a promo, but not a cool promo or something that really caught on. It's just one of those dorky, yeah. self-referential things. It's that like wrestlers saying, m- calling people marks. And yes. It's like, except, except for MJF, because that was perfect. But in general... It's like cringe. It's like it's like when you're watching a commercial and they're using a TikTok trend from six months mm. ago because mm. that's when they made it and that's what was popular. It's like that. That's what it feels like to me. It's like that level of kind of cringe. Yeah, it's a it's a weirdly specific thing. But anyway, here's the thing. Name aside and the primary reason why I thought, oh, yeah, this will be fun. We should we should do an episode about it. It's just because I've seen a couple of matches that look fun. Yeah, um, but that's every AEW. That's all they do now. Yeah, I mean, listen. Well, here's the thing. So we can talk about. I want to talk about one particular WWE story at some point before we get into this too much. But like, the thing with AEW is just that. Yeah, their long-term storytelling. I don't really have any faith in it anymore. But also, they can't do it right now because the champ got hurt. Yeah. And Tony Khan was like, nope, nope, you're not going to vacate, not going to happen. So now they're all just fighting for the number one contendership belt. Right. And that's fine. So the fact that the build to this thing has been stupid doesn't bother me because it's not for the real championship anyway. It's just for whoever's going to fight him when he gets back, and we'll worry about that later. That's it's, why, to me, it's even dumber. But It's a sure. holding pattern trophy by default. You know, right. that's that's what it is. But before we get into all that, Mark, for what feels like – the third time since my wrestling fandom began in 2014, we have a story that feels like could be the thing that changes everything in the world of pro wrestling. And well, maybe- we have a couple of things to talk about. Okay. Okay. Uh, so actually, real, let's just real quick, because this will be shorter. Real quick, before we get into, uh, let's just say WWE, um, we, we, have a couple of, we have a couple of losses, Harris. We have we have a couple of losses mm, in the wrestling mm, world. Yes, One is uh, yes. D- David Hebner, long time, long time official. In my opinion, the far better official <laughs> than his brother Earl Hebner, and I don't think it's close. In particular, uh, passed away, which is which is real sad. Seventy three years old, um, and and then we lost another, probably even more famous wrestler, uh, wrestling a. Uh, Referee, uh, I I don't know if it was the same day or just a day later, and it's yeah. the great the great Tim White, who who's who died for real this time. Yeah, it's it's wild that you anytime you live this sort of life, that when you actually die, people go, oh, for real, huh? Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like how many people can say that that is their legacy? But that was Tim White's legacy, at least for. Dorks like us who know too much about <laughs> wrestling history. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. Tim White. Famously, we're, we're alluding to the uh, series of online vignettes known most commonly as the lunchtime suicides. <laughs> Remember, the, what was the kayfabe <laughs> rationale? Wasn't it just that he had been fired for some like on-screen shenanigans and kept trying to off himself? Uh, yeah, yeah, he got fired. Ways? Yeah, he got fired for some reason, and. And then, yeah, it was him trying to work, like, other jobs. Yeah. And, like... He kept it, killing himself, like a sad sack Looney Tune. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally the story. Again, we did a whole episode on this back a few years ago. Uh, ah, shoot. I was trying to pull up the actual... Uh, and I'm going to see if I can find the actual episode name. 
so that people can actually go back and find it. Again, our show used to be way better two plus years ago when we had actual topics and did actual shows. So you can go back and listen to those. That The other good thing about those is you can listen to them any time. That was the whole point of the show. They're evergreen stuff. It's wrestling yeah. history and you yeah. can listen to them any time. Now our show is worthless and the fact that you're listening is kind of dumb, but we appreciate it. Um, it's because we're so charismatic and entertaining, Mark. It's true. That is, <laughs> that's fair. Okay, yeah, it's just called The Lunchtime Suicides. And uh, it's, yeah, we did this over, a little over over three years ago now. And, wow. Um, yeah, so you can go and uh, and check that out from way back. So you can go to, anyway, just keep scrolling. Just keep scrolling down the podcast list, and eventually you'll find uh, the Lunchtime Suicides, where we talk about when Tim White killed himself on live TV, but, but survived. Killed yep. himself, but survived, but unfortunately yep. now... Has, has actually passed away and, and definitely sad. So, so two legendary referees have passed away, which is sad. Um, yeah, Harris, now we can talk about the other. Well, I think we can just call it the elephant in the room. Mm. 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 Just a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Vince McMahon. McMahon. Yep. Um, in a stunning turn of events, it turns out to not have a great like deal of respect for his female coworkers or the like the, the the lines that he should not cross as an actual literal IRL authority figure. Um, I know it's pretty it's pretty surprising to be honest. What is <laughs> Who would have thought? I know, I know. So allegedly what has happened here is that Vince McMahon, the story goes, hired a woman as a paralegal uh, began a sexual relationship with this woman. So everybody saw Vince McMahon accused of, you know, sexual impropriety with an employee and immediately went to on-screen talent. Well, no, probably not. This woman was a paralegal. Once the sexual relationship began, he doubled her salary from like 100000 to $200,000, I think. And then when he was done, this is what the, the, the allegation is, quote, passed her like a toy to head of talent or whatever, whatever, John Laronitis, which is – Somehow even less surprising that he would just be like, oh, yeah, Vince, leftovers, cool. Like, that's great. Like, I'm not I'm not calling her that. I'm just saying in this context, that's clearly what Laronitis is like. Oh, yeah, that's that's fine. So that's that's completely normal and and not all that surprising. I think what's what's great about this is like in, in any other world, the CEO or like the controller, the head figure being accused of sexual impropriety, you're like. Oh, that's surprising, and oh, that's a big deal. And in this case, every wrestling fan is like, "Oh, well, yeah." And like, yeah, we we know it might matter, <laughs> might not. I genuinely like it could it could be either one. Um, like we 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 messaged about this a little bit back and forth, and basically, like the the it was leaked. Allegedly, this story was leaked to the board of directors, and there was a big hubbub about it. Vince McMahon, I've never heard this before. Not steps down as CEO, but steps back as CEO is how they initially reported it because, you know, he's still booking raw and SmackDown. He just stepped back from his position as, you know, the actual boss and put his daughter in charge until they can investigate. And I mean, like what's probably going to happen here is that they look at it for a while and they come out and they say, listen, a lot of paralegals can be worth $200,000. This raise was unrelated to the sexual relationship. Oh, and then he paid her off with like $3 million to sign a non-disclosure agreement saying she wouldn't disparage him. Which I got to imagine, 
if you're Vince McMahon, it's just kind of par for the course whenever you're done with a sexual relationship at this point. Like I, not to broach that topic and think about it in too much detail, but I kind of imagine he's just got like a standard form that he has his lawyer send someone. And as long as he wasn't stupid enough to pay that money with company money, like with cash he took from WWE, Mm -hmm. I don't think anything's going to happen. Now, if he was stupid enough to do that, or they can prove some like really, like they have some texts or something that prove that this woman was a really crappy paralegal and the Reyes super was related to the sexual relationship, then we might have something happen. Yeah. Uh, But otherwise, I think this is going to be a blip on the radar, sort of like the steroid trial. If not a little bit more lurid. Now, the other thing that could happen that could change this, and I think if anything, if they look back on this and say this is the beginning of the end of Vince McMahon, it'll be because of whatever else that they find when they're looking. (laughs) And there is a chance of that. And I think if you're Vince, that's where the most danger lies because you can justify like spending money stupidly, especially if it's your money. Right. What, you know, you know, but if they find out he did some other stuff to some other women or, you know, that's when things really could get out of control. But of course, wrestling being at both at once, both the worst and the greatest, most entertaining thing on the planet. Vince McMahon immediately came out and said, yep, I'm going to be appearing on at eight o'clock on SmackDown. Tune in and yep. watch. Yep. And everybody immediately just went to, you know, what's the wildest possible thing that could happen? Imagine if they killed him off in kayfabe, you know, I we brought up the limo explosion again. We're like, we if were it ever needed privately. to happen again, it's time. Oh, man, it would be so entertaining, dude. It would be incredible. It would be awesome. And that would be such a like, here's the thing, man. You can like comically off yourself, get even more headlines, have people talking about you in an LOL Vince McMahon kind of way. Instead of an ugh, Vince McMahon kind of way, because you know all wrestling fans do both. But if he did something insane like that, you stay out there, you know, and and you add to your legacy. Instead, he just came out and he said, "Yeah, then now forever together, right? That's what we do anyway." Goodbye. Thanks. Thanks for watching my wrestling show. It sucked. It was very disappointing. Vince, mm-hmm. steer into the skid, buddy. You're gonna die one day. Go out in a blaze of glory. Get get weird again, buddy. That's what I would say to you. I but agree. not too weird because that's that's what led to this problem in the first place. <laughs> Get her, bring her on SmackDown. That's what should happen. Have book, a lie detector test. Book a woman to play a paralegal who's accused you of past wrongdoing and make sure every week people are like, wait, is that really the woman? Is that really her? Yep. There's no way that's really her, is it? I'm telling you, and bring, out, like, bring out Mr. America and do a lie detector test. Do it. Do, do it. it. Do it. Oh, man. You know who's howling, laughing about this right now, by the way? Everyone? Sasha freaking Banks. I don't think we (laughs) talked about this at all. We did not. We did not. Sasha Banks and Naomi. So the story goes, basically stormed out of a SmackDown show. uh, What had originally happened was they were given the script to the show that day and all the like day of or week of advertising that went out was advertising like a five-pack or a six-pack challenge match in the main event with all these different women. And the plan was, so Sasha Banks and Naomi have been tag champions since like WrestleMania. The plan was for each of them to take an individual pinfall to another woman in this six-pack challenge match. And then at the next pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell, go out and each wrestle one-on-one matches that they would then again lose. Like that's the rumor. Sure. And they went to Vince McMahon and they were like, hey, you, why, why do we have these? Like, what are we doing here? And if we're not going to, like, we're not saying we have to win, but, like, 
can we do something with this? Yeah. Like with us as a team, with, with another team, can we do, can we do anything? Or are they just, they're just accessories. Like they're just, you know what? And then they left the belts on his desk and left the venue. And then instead of, you know, being like, whoa, that's weird. And rebooking the card, WWE just came out and like threw a tantrum basically. Mm-hmm. And was like, Hey guys, we wanted to have these women in a sick back challenge match, but they decided to quit instead. Cause they suck. And like they said that on the air, like Corey Graves came out and said that it was real awkward. Anyway, Guess who's going to get released and go to Hollywood and make a truckload of money? Because her lawyer looked at Vince McMahon and said, you serious? You really you want to hash this one out publicly, too? Or you want to deal with that other thing? That woman's going to get released and go to Hollywood and probably star in the third season of Obi-Wan. It's going to be kind of dumb, but she's going to make a lot of money from it. So, yeah, good I, for her. I mean, look, the, the woman's cut all the connections. Yeah. All the connections. Yeah. So, but. You know, it, under normal circumstances, I mean, a public burial like that, you kind of knew they were going to keep her under contract and lock and key for as long as possible. Yeah. And there's already rumors that she's already been released. But here's the thing. She's either going to be like, if you tell me she's either released from her contract or showing up live on SmackDown next week, and I'll believe you either way. Like she's <laughs> going to her career is going to keep on moving from this in whatever direction she wants it to move. That's yeah. what I think. So that's pretty fun. Good for her. I want to see her do more stuff, whether that's an AEW or, you know, whatever. That's that's good. Sure. sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's it for WWE. I just the, the Vince thing is interesting. I wish he had. Oh, we didn't talk about Cody. Keep going. Yeah. Cody Rhodes. Here's the thing, man. I think he's he might be one of the best pro wrestlers on the planet right now. It's a shame he's. You know, the world needed him most and he vanished like it's Avatar. True. He was crushing it. It's such a shame. That torn peck, man. But man, what a badass. Like you talk a- about one of the most Dude. badass no just kidding. anything in wrestling history. I mean, it's just it's I mean, that is like seventies oh, my eyeballs oh, falling out, so but I'm gonna proud, wrestle man. tonight because it's wrestling. Like that's Dusty like the most so old school mm. Oh, it's awesome. It's so Absolutely. good. And I love it because it, it's it's it just reminds me. I can see it to me the whole thing when he's like at the doctor, because uh, I because mm-hmm. did he again WWE skewed the whole thing. So did he just tear it working out, or did he tear it first and then tear it more working out? Because that's the way WWE tried to spin it. Uh, I I was under the impression the only thing I've heard is that he tore it working out. That's what which- I thought. And then yeah. WWE came out and was like, he got hurt in the brawl with Rollins and then further tore uh, it. Yeah, I out. doubt that. Yeah, I don't think that's true. But um, anyway, just the fact that that happens and then I see him going to the doctor and just this like whole scene playing out almost like in Miracle when mm-hmm. uh, he's just like, hey, can he hurt it anymore? He's like, yeah, well, no, but it's like excruciatingly painful. And then he goes yeah. in and, and goads him in, into playing, goads McClanahan into playing. Right. That's just that's just what I see Cody doing because apparently that was the case. It's like, oh no, it's torn. There, yeah. There's nothing else. Like it's not gonna hurt it anymore. The right. only risk is overcompensating with other things. Mm-hmm. That's the risk in that. But uh, it's just awesome. That's just so. It's just awesome. It's such a great yeah. story. Well, such a great thing, story. Dude. He's coming you back thought... for the Rumble, man. He's coming back oh, winning it's the Rumble. Be incredible. Dude, it's going to be incredible. And you thought he was hot before. Like, 
I mean, there's already like this is the official like these are the rumors is that like they are going to give him the 2002 Triple H treatment and just make him an absolutely unstoppable machine. And that sounds incredibly it fun. It does. I can't wait to see that. That'll bring me but in. It's, it's a shame we'll have to wait. So now do you want to use that as our transition to say we'll go to the company that is still missing Cody the most just in terms sure. of like resident grown up? Yeah. When it comes to booking things, um, this AEW show is going to be a great like house show level. Yeah, card. exactly. I'm going to try to watch it, but there's some stuff on here that I think, oh, that's really fun, and that's like that's what this pay per view should be. It's like a fun cross brand matchup or a fun new opportunity, and that's what some of it is. And then some of it is just like lol aew almost like they're not quite mm-hmm. like well tna they're not as bad as tna but you see booking decisions and you're like <laughs> yeah that about tracks mm-hmm. um yeah so, do you just want to go down the card or is there anything other than that that you want to talk I about i can't think of i mean we'll t- we'll touch on more just like our general ongoing problems with aew booking i think as we talk about the show i can't think of any specific thing they had so i didn't watch all of this week's dynamite i saw that they were doing like jericho versus one of his former associates in a hair versus hair match and i thought oh that's kind of fun yeah it was and ortiz I missed like the first hour and then I looked on my phone and saw that Jericho had won with the help of Sammy Guevara, who has now like flip flopped. I mean, I feel like every three months, like clockwork <sighs> at this point. I don't I just don't love the fact I love the fact that they've done this big thing of making this, I don't know, crappy inner circle whatever yep. knockoff. And <laughs> and then they're like, Oh, uh and Sammy Guevara's in it. <laughs> So that we're made basically me laugh so much when I saw that. Oh, I right. thought it was hilarious because there was such a huge. I feel like not maybe not huge, but there was a big emphasis on him turning face and leaving the inner circle, which is why they broke up in the first place. And as soon as they start mm-hmm. to reform around something else, you know well, what the he's whole like? breakup was Sammy Guevara Dude. being the baby yes. face. Well, then here's the thing, man. You know how weak this makes him look, like just in this meta kayfabe sense, because every time. He tries to pull away from Jericho's orbit and do his own thing as a babyface. Mm-hmm. He's such a toady that he just ends up like falling back into his heelish ways and just back in Jericho's lazy orbit. And that's not really what they set out to tell, but that's the story they're telling. And now yep. he just has tremendous like star scream energy, and I don't know how he shakes that. <laughs> At this point, it- you got to embrace it. That's the mm-hmm. only way. That needs to be the storyline whenever it happens next, and that's the yeah. only way it's going to work. And I don't I even know if that'll right. work, but that's the only, like, hope. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's all they can do. But, you know, so here, let's let's just – you. I'm just going to start at the bottom of the card as I'm seeing it because this first one will be quick. Uh, FTR versus United Empire. Okay, that's IWGP versus Rapongi Vice. Three-way winner-takes-all tag team match for – the Ring of Honor and IWGP Tag Team Championship. Yeah, uh, here's the, the thing, IWGP Tag Team Championships do not deserve to be treated this way. No, they don't. Um, so here's the thing, Mark. I this will be a fun like car crash of a match. Oh, I like think, we see in you know every single dynamite. Every, yes, every single dynamite. Exactly. It's going to be like the big crazy tag team match. Here's the thing, man. FTR better not win this match because guess what? There's already too many belts on my television. 
that I don't care about. Yeah. I don't care about the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Nope. Make Ring of Honor its own show again. Stop yep. trotting their champions out here every week because you already have made-up champions already. You can't be trotting out like the Taz, F, Taz, W, whatever championship <laughs> belt that's made up. You've had that for five years, yep. and that doesn't mean anything. Nope. So now, Oh, and now, and, and now you have the Owen Hart Tournament belts. Oh yeah, they had actual belts for that, yep. didn't they? Oh, yeah. we're gonna get to the we're gonna get to the rest. We're gonna get some more <laughs> later down the line. So here's the thing, man. Great United Empire, Rapunky Vice. I don't care. Just freaking win, and now you have both, and you can go do New Japan stuff with them. Great, mm-hmm. get them off my television. I agree. Um, I'm with you. That all that being said, I think the match will be pretty fun. Like if this was on a New Japan card, and I wasn't following the story, I'd be like, oh, that'll be fun. But yep. like I'm not house show match. Uh, yep. After that. This is actually pretty cool. They should do an actual story with like a proper build. Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. Yep. For the Women's World Championship. Cool. Is there Makes a story? A why are they wrestling? No, they should. I I don't know why. That's a great question because Tony Storm wants to be champion and Tony Khan doesn't like to. He's you know you know how we've talked about. I know I'm talking really fast here, but you know how we've talked about Tony Khan as like this hyperactive 14 year old who's just kind of playing with his toys he doesn't like to play with the girl toys as much so thunder rosa is going to defend this title like seven times in six months and then lose it on a random episode of rampage yeah probably sasha banks or whatever so i whatever i fun just do an actual feud just try it you might like it i i agree i i don't know it it's it'll be good i mean again that's the thing with AEW. it's like it's so weird. It's like they don't book anything, and then all of a yeah. sudden they're like, "All right, here, here, uh, you're, you're wrestling uh, this person, and you're wrestling this person. Uh, you're gonna win. Go." And then they're like, "All right." So then they make a good match because they're professional wrestlers and are good at it. And then it's a good match, but nobody cares because it wasn't booked really at all. And that's that's the story. Yep, and it'll probably be. It'll probably be pretty good. I think they're both yeah. pretty good. They're both great, so it'll probably be a good match. Mm-hmm. It won't yeah. matter, but it'll be a good match. That's, yep. that's AEW in a nutshell right now. For Woo! The most part. Well, okay. At, so let me take that back. At best, that's AEW in a nutshell <laughs> right now. At worst, mm-hmm. it's like a three-way tag match for two belts that don't matter and, and 9,000 tables are used. Oh, goodness gracious me. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, well, so the next match on the card, I legitimately am very excited about. This is pure kind of house show carny nonsense. Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. Yeah. That's exactly what I want this pay-per-view to be. I think that's a fun new matchup. I don't really expect Orange Cassidy to win because this is for the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. Probably going to keep that on Will Ospreay, if I had to guess. Plus, that's the kind of match where, like, they can do that dynamic is really it a title well, match? I think. Yeah. According to Wikipedia. Oh, I I didn't I didn't see that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, you know, plus I feel like they can do that dynamic really well where Will Ospreay has trouble with him, but is still like an elite enough athlete to ultimately put him away. I think this could be pretty, pretty, pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I don't know. I think Will Ospreay is one of the most overrated wrestlers in all of wrestling. Mm, interesting. Um, so I don't know. Well, it's it's. <sighs> Like Will Ospreay is as goofy as a, of a character as Orange Cassidy, if like to be perfectly honest. <laughs> and so it's just in a different way. But he it basically feel like- is. And so having these two together, 
is just it could be it, it could be good it could also be unwatchable so it's just i don't know i don't know what we're gonna get orange cassidy works way better with like pack you know with people who are actually serious but but in a way where you can still do a, a competitive match if that makes sense it's a tough line to follow and it's not easy to do and so when you have someone almost as goofy as orange cassidy wrestling him it'll be I don't know. I have no idea what we're going to get. Like, I honestly don't know what we're going to get from that. It'll be, it'll be, it'll probably be memorable, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it'll be, it'll be fun and it'll be the kind of thing that I kind of know what you're talking about. I haven't followed Osprey much recently, but it feels like the kind of thing where in, in five years, I could see Orange Cassidy being treated just as seriously as. Will Ospreay, like he gradually sheds like the goofier elements of what he has, and now he's just a cool guy who can wrestle real well. You know, something like that. So I kind of I, I know what you mean. I think this could go a long way if they want to legitimize Orange Cassidy a little bit more in the next few years. I think this could be a good thing to point to and say, see, remember when he had a great match with Osprey or whatever. But it's still goofy enough that like I don't think there's going to be too much pressure on it. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. This is probably the one thing that I'm I'm most looking forward to, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Here's... Can we talk about the 40-second belt? Is that next? <laughs> um, I was going to do the six-man tag next. Okay, we'll but... do that then. Okay, so here we have <clears throat> Lay Sex Gods, which is nice. Jericho and Sammy Guevara. And Minoru Suzuki, who's just hanging out with him, I guess. What? With, I, I don't know. That's just no, what it says. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. And, and Ty Conti's going to be there, just running around and shaking her sure. ass or whatever. Sure. Um, versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino, who I, I don't know who that is. Was this, um, uh, I don't know, was this like the random content generator match? I pretty much, I think so. Jericho had been feuding with Eddie Kingston I, I, when he was I, yeah, feuding I know with, that. and like putting him and Guevara together and calling them the sex gods definitely tracks. Like that's sure. the, that makes sense. I mean, it's but yeah, why? What I don't understand honestly is why this is third on the card out of six matches. Like I would not. This well, I don't know. I don't know what the order is because my the order I have is different. But I again, I don't know what the actual order is. It just screams bathroom break match. Is mm-hmm. what it really is. Yes, it does. Um, that's anything that's, with Jericho in the past two years, but sure. I don't know about two years, but mm-hmm. certainly at this point, like this is a pretty close. This is a this is a this isn't even a mid card pay per view match. This is a like nine thirty on rampage match. Like it's not. Yeah. I don't have any real strong feelings about it, except once again, thank goodness. Like we've touched on this in the past, you can't have a man named Sammy Guevara who looks like Sammy Guevara and acts like Sammy Guevara and calls himself the Spanish God and put him in a relationship with Ty Conti and ask him to be a babyface. Like it's just not yeah. happening. Yeah, and they finally figured that out. At least, hopefully, they stopped trying. But we'll see. Sure. Sure. No. Nope. 42nd belt. Are you ready? You yes. Ready? I, is- I am super excited to talk about this. I cannot wait. Word. I have so many things to say about this. I don't even know what the match is. I don't care. I, I, I'm i just talking about the, the champion. The title. Yep. By far, 
the greatest thing about this whole thing, other than the fact that it's the 42nd belt in AEW. Right. Um, right. And already none of them matter. And now there's yep. more. Um, yep. And the fact that it's the same belt as the women's belt now because they based it off the same mid-Atlantic title. Uh, is I didn't fan- even notice it's that. The same, That's very funny. It's the same shape. Like, it is the exact same shape because they're both based off the mid-Atlantic belt. Um, the best thing by far is the fact that this is called the All-Atlantic Championship. Right. And you have flags of Japan and China yep. on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just top tier. Tony Khan is retarded. Like, it's just top tier, mindless AEW in a nutshell. Like, it's just it's just a, a great thing to just point to where it's just like, this is the state of AEW. It's a very, like... This sounds cool. This sounds old-fashioned wrestling. Yeah. Oh, we got to yep. put flags on there. And no thought other than that was put into it. You know I what it is? It. It, it screams Tony Khan is like I, – I mean I do this too. Instead of reading the books I already have, I will just go out and I will buy more books. Tony Khan does that with title belts <laughs> where he thinks of this idea that would be really interesting. It could have like a little bit of like a territorial flair, a little homage you know, and, and do something like that and it would be really fun. And then he does it, and nobody is at his ear being like, yeah, but you already have, like, the TNT title, and nobody cares about that, like, at all. And you had – show like, which one of these matters more because it kind of feels like – Oh, we used to care about the TNT title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, and then who left? Mark, uh, then yeah. what happened? Although, hmm. to be fair, even when Darby had it, it seemed like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that was what – they were fighting to defend every week. That was yep. the like fighting champion belt. Yep. And now it's more like everybody just kind of will have their own mm-hmm. like turnover belts in college football. Yep. It'll just like, yeah, just show up with whatever it is you have. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what would be really fun here that they won't do? I'm going to do that thing where I fix it for them, but they won't, you know, they won't do this. Perfect. They could just have one guy start winning everything and like collecting them all and <laughs> consolidating them. So if you had somebody come in and be we like, we need an yeah, Ultimo uh, Dragon. We need an Ultimo Dragon who wins all forty-seven belts and comes yeah. out wearing all of them and has to have like two handlers with him to carry all the belts. Yeah. And that—that's what we need. That's the answer. Right. So then you could have like the ring of honor television championship or some other stupid thing. I don't care about the ring of honor. Never open weight championship. Yeah. Just smash them all together and get to the point where you have like one super mid card champion. Yeah. And then you can, you know what I mean? Like, or just even if it was like, Hey, we're going to like the tag titles get lost to somebody in Japan for a while. So we make a trios belt and like we have trios for a while instead of tag teams, just Mm -hmm. do something different that was another another... one of my favorite things is when they're like new belt and everyone's like oh well they have too many belts but like oh they can do trios and that's different and interesting no another singles it was just uh everything about it's just perfect it's it's just another thing for like miro and pack and all those like upper mid carters who they don't want to actually give a title shot to to fight over i know well that's what made me say that but here's the thing mark they were fighting for the tnt title three or six months ago the only reason they're not anymore is because it's like they've only decided like okay 
only certain people are allowed to play with these belts now. So who wait, what's happening with the TNT title? Who even holds that? Is Scorpio, Scorpio Sky. Sky still? Yeah, Why he, is made he, not it, he made it like it a Los paper? Angeles Lakers belt. That's all I know. I don't know if That's he even so wrestles for it. Stop redesigning your belts every two months. It loses all meaning. Yes, it oh, does. Baffling. baffling. Yes, it does. You know what's really funny? This is not <laughs> – while this is happening – in, in another story, a more interesting story, this would be the summer where WWE is telling all sorts of interesting new stories. Yeah. And they're going to have Roman Reigns fight Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Right. I'm not I'm not kidding. That's oh. literally what they're going to do. Oh, like, okay. Perfect. Cody got hurt and they were like, ah, just bring him back. Like, it's just, it's going to be the most stagnant, bankrupt, like, I just don't know. I don't understand it. It's going to be a very interesting summer. Um. I don't have that much else to say about the Atlantic. I do. Title. There's okay. Okay, let's keep it going then. We'll keep All right. it going. So the match is, we haven't even talked about that. There's a match. Um, it's a four way match. Uh huh. And it's Pack Miro. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Either Malachi Black and whatever this version of the ninth version of Penta is. Right. Spooky and Penta. yeah, and then uh, it just says a representative from New Japan. So we're not like a. There's not a match. There's not. A, it's and just sometimes we'll just why? randomly pick someone from New Japan. I, I Whoever. Just, all right, sure. You got the unknown element. Fine, whatever. Presumably, why not? yeah. Presumably, that's just Tony Khan saying, "Hey, uh, you guys figure that one out. I don't right. really care, but this is what it's for." And then and, they decide. Yeah, and so you're like, okay, well, whoever that is ain't winning because this is an AEW belt. So right. Although, how incredible would it be? I would have so much more respect for Tony Khan if he did this. If they have this whole unveiling ceremony for this new All-Atlantic title, some rando from New Japan wins it, makes a whole show of dropping it into the ocean when he gets back to Japan, and it's never heard from again. Ooh, You're just like, yeah, that was a awesome. weird thing that happened. That would be really cool. Oh, I'm down for that. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I'm Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is the – is that even fair to say this is the Who Cares title? Is that even fair? This is the 12th Who Cares title. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the the Taz title was there for years before they started adding new ones. And they did a good job. Here's the thing. I'll give them this. Right off the bat of making me care about the TNT title, it's a shame they couldn't do that here. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, so anyway, I love that. I love this belt. This is a belt I would love to own just for the sheer irony of it. I think yeah. it's hilarious, and it does have a very sort of like lethal leap year. Yes, why. that's why I love it. It's literally the creative title from the eight year old who doesn't know what he's doing, but just thinks that this is cool and kind of knows about wrestling. So it's right. going to call it Atlantic and put uh, you know flags on it. It's just it just screams of incompetence, and it's I love it. I I just think it's a perfect snapshot of AEW at the moment. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm, a big I'm inclined fan. to agree. And, and well, frankly, I think the match is going to be pretty good. You have probably yeah. that's great. I'm I'm into that. So that's why it's also completely indicative of AEW because you're like, it's kind of stupid. It's cluttered. It's unnecessary. Match is going to be good, but it ultimately doesn't matter. That's that's, that's all AEW has been the past year is hmm. just. Oh, OK. Because, like, again, they got great talent. No one's arguing that. They got great wrestlers, and they're going to put on good matches, you know, no. uh, as long as there's not too many stipulations. They're going to put on good matches <laughs> and, you know, whatever. So, uh, okay, let's go to the next Who Cares belt. And Well, okay, I'll, I'll say this. First of all, 
I appreciate that they didn't have CM Punk give up the title, so now I don't have to pretend to care about this. This is the number one contendership belt. It's just going to be fun to watch Moxley fight Hiroshi Tanahashi. Do I care who wins this interim belt? Absolutely not. Nope. Nope. The fact well, that there's a belt is another just, you're so stupid people running this company. It's just so dumb. You, It's wrestling. That's the other thing. Okay, so you clearly know a little bit about wrestling to make a title called the Atlantic title and to put uh, flags on and stuff. Oh, I kind of know wrestling history. Okay, congratulations. But also, oh, we can't, we can't vacate the title. What? That's wrestling 101. It's happened for decades. It's, someone gets hurt. You vacate the title. Then they get to wrestle for it when they come back. Like, it's just 101. I don't understand. Because if you don't, you you cheapen it. That's the whole point. Like, I understand your argument last time about the UFC thing. Yeah. I think it's stupid there, too, though. I think it's dumb. But in that instance, it's a little bit different. Um. Because there's so many wrestlers, wrestlers or, uh, fighters that can fight at multiple weight classes and stuff mm-hmm. that it gets confusing. Because when you have a belt for each weight class, this you don't have that problem. It's not a problem. It's just, oh, the champion can't go for six months. All right, you vacate the title. When you come back, you get a chance to wrestle for it. That's literally always been wrestling forever and always. It's simple. Yep. It's clean. You don't take any value off the title. And, and you don't have to worry about any of this crap. And I just don't understand. I honestly don't understand, Harris. I don't know if it's just the most overthinking pos. I, I don't understand. Hmm. It's not this difficult. It's not. I mean, I just don't think it's really difficult. It. I appreciate them just saying, hey, Harris, you don't really need to worry about this for a while. Just watch them. <laughs> like, just watch them fight. That's kind of cool. I appreciate Like, that's what it feels like where I'm like, well, yeah, like CM Punk's the champ. I just watched him win the belt. I flew to Las Vegas to see that. That's what I care about. That's the belt. Yeah, like oh, we're just in a holding pattern. Give them something shiny to fight over. That's fine. I don't care, but I don't know. That's how I feel. And then I'm glad – okay, I already mentioned this on the show, but like there is a UFC nest to it that I don't really mind. I mean functionally, the same thing is happening either way, right? It, it's – Punk will come back and fight whoever is holding this for the real championship. You get there whether you have this interim title or have him vacate, and this is for the quote-unquote real title. I just think it'll be fun to watch like a title versus title build because I haven't seen one of those in a while in a way that it would be taken seriously and not like a you know SmackDown U.S. champion versus a Raw Intercontinental champion at Survivor Series or something. So I think it'll be fine. Once again, it would be a lot more fun if Tanahashi won it. I feel like it would be like so Moxley is such the safe option. You know? No, it's the only option. Why in the world would you have Tanahashi, a man not in the company, win this whatever? I mean, fake title, but win win this title and then right. have to travel. And it's like, yep. no, it's like it's not happening. And so it's just that's another reason why it's dumb. Like, I understand the concept of, oh, Moxley, Tanahashi. Like, I totally get it. And I totally agree. I think that's a great matchup. But once you make it for the title, you ruin any element of tension or build or anything. It's just gone. And so it's just like that's one thing I'll give WWE credit for sometimes with their amount of non-title matches. You know, like when they do champion – like certain times I think it makes sense. And this is a match that is severely harmed by making it for a fake world championship. Yeah. 
I think you're right because it delegitimizes what would otherwise be just a really cool, really hard, strong style fight. Yeah, and and an unpredictable one. Now, can I tell you? Can I tell you? There's one more. It's not official, I don't think. Let me look. Yeah. Okay. There is one more potential match on this card. It's yeah. it's not official yet. It's still pending. That feels way more like an actual legitimate world title level fight. Okay. And that's going to be Switchblade Jay White versus what I'm really hoping will be Hangman Page. They have had a confrontation in the Ooh. last week or two. That makes a lot of sense. You remember we we speculated on this after Double or Nothing. We said, well, of course, you have to have Hangman win the interim title. And what a great like natural built-in story that is. If they're not going to do that, and they should do that, it's stupid that they're not doing that. But if they're not going to do that, having him go toe-to-toe with Jay White for the IWGP heavyweight title, whether he wins or not. Uh, don't make it for the title. Again, that's another thing that would be ruined with making it for the I title. Think, I think this one makes more sense than the Moxley one. I, I, I don't know why. I think it just works as its own indie-rific Super Japan world title thing. I'm, 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 I'm into it. Eh, I disagree. I think I think both those are ruined for making them for the mm. title. Far superior matches without any title involved. Because, yeah, Hangman Switchblade, great. Again, that's the story of AEW. It's like, oh, these two guys are great. They'll put on a great match. I don't care because you're incapable mm-hmm. of telling a story, which is mm-hmm. 90% of wrestling. But, uh, huh. but sure, I'm sure the match will be good. Mm-hmm. I think that should be the name of this pay-per-view. The I don't care, but the match will be good pay-per-view. It feels the most like a house show. I think that's kind of what I was getting at at the start. That really does feel like what this is becoming. And that's fine. Like I said, I'm going to try to watch it, but it is a little sad that that's all we have right now. And probably, I, I mean, I'm not expecting anything. No champion, like even money in the bank is usually good for a little chaos. Yeah, I'm pretty sure none of the champions are even scheduled to be there. Like, there's just nothing going on right now. Cool. I didn't know it was happening. But yeah, I guess it is usually around July. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool. It's not it's not going to be anything better than 2020's Money in the Bank. No, never. Never will be again. <laughs> Although it's very smart if I'm going to take this kayfabe to the logical conclusion and say it's very smart of Roman Reigns to say, like, I'm not going to show up to the event. Where somebody has a contract, like if I get hit by a bus or something, they can pin me for the title. I'm not showing up to that. Absolutely not. That's uh, smart. But then you have to keep that mentality every single show. Correct. Yeah. No, it, it becomes <laughs> untenable at a certain point. But that would be so great. Like somebody wins money in the bank. They're like, yeah, Roman Reigns doesn't come around anymore because he knows I'm going to cash in. And Roman has to be like, I'm not scared of you, you idiot. I just don't want to go to work. <laughs> They're not going to do any of this. They're not going to do any of this. He's going to fight Brock Lesnar. Doesn't matter. Uh, <sighs> this was a pretty good episode, though, for for you know ending on such a cheerful note. <laughs> um, the only other thing I got to talk about is um, I don't know. Can you do you have any other any other final thoughts on AEW or WWE or uh, pro wrestling in the state thereof? Not really. Not really. Just uh, get better, Cody. We desperately need you, man. Here's the thing. When Cody in like 15 years, when Cody is retired and in charge of booking WWE, pro wrestling is going to be a lot better place. Yes, it will. Hope. Well, hopefully. Yeah. When Vince McMahon is dead and then Cody Rhodes is helping book, it'll be far better. Mm. Unfortunately, Stephanie and Triple H will probably be involved and they both are pretty horrible. So 
who knows how good it will actually be allowed to be. Yeah. But there's at least some hope. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Well, listen, uh speaking of well no, not not really hope. Um David Arquette's got a new thing going on. I don't oh. know if you if you saw the news about this, but the v- horror video game The Quarry has just come yeah. out. I, I, I heard about it, I think. Pretty good reviews about it. Anyway, David Arquette's in that. And, nice. and good for him. Yeah. He's it says he's so this is interesting. He's a camp counselor. I think this surprises me. It's a camp counselor named Chris. I don't see him like a picture of him in it or on the poster or anything, which makes me wonder if he's just voicing somebody and not doing the mocap for it. But either way, gotcha. it's out now came out June 10th. If you're into horror, horror history, interactive horror, I read the reviews. I will be honest. I don't have any real intention of, of playing this because I don't like stuff like that. Um, but it's got great reviews. So if you're into that kind of thing, it should be a lot of fun. David Arquette. Yeah. He's back. Good. Put him on TV. Let him promote this. Come on. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm all, I'm all for it. We need, we need David Arquette doing more things regardless of what they are. Absolutely. Bone. Okay. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I'm seeing a picture of him here. He's, he's an older, he's the grown up camp counselor that like the teenage, you know, the horny teenagers who are getting killed off report to. So he is playing himself and he is mocapping himself. He's recognizable. So nice. Yeah. I'm all for it. Uh, also, apparently they're making another scream movie. Yeah, I never saw the last one. I didn't either. I heard it was terrible, so I ended up yeah. not seeing it. We were we were going to do that as a show. Yeah. And it just you know, it didn't it didn't it's, happen. Whenever they you know, when they get better at it. Well we need to do we need to do a whole show on Top Gun. <laughs> I just did that on my other podcast, but I could do that again. Top Gun was the best Star Wars movie they've made in years. In Top my Gun opinion. was just one of the best movies that has been made in so long. Just such a long time. What a great movie. We can talk about that for the next hour, and I'd be perfectly fine with that, to be honest. We could, but I kind of would like to order dinner at some point, so it doesn't have to be like right now, right now. But if we talk about <laughs> Tom Gun for an hour, I'm going to get real hungry. <laughs> that that That's fair. That's fair. But, uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it as far as the wrestling front goes. Uh, the Young Bucks continue to be the worst thing in wrestling, so... I didn't really talk about that from Dynamite, but I don't yeah, think much needs I mean, to be said. They won the titles, right? That's what happened. They won the titles in a ladder match. Um, Shocker. Luchasaurus okay. and Jungle Boy, of course, because that's one of the more successful things happening in wrestling. So, of course, that has to be, you know, broken down by the if Young they Bucks. Would, if they could just hurry up and have Christian turn on Jungle Boy, the two of them feuding. Yeah, that happened. Oh, they, they did that? Okay, yeah. good. Well, to see that feud, I'll be excited to follow them. I, sure. I guess at this point, again, AEW is the king of waiting too long or going too quickly. Like they, they do not understand sweet spot. Well, that's because they don't have a calendar. It's just, it's just week by week, like whatever Tony wants to do, which is a shame. So many storylines. Mm. And this is even back when they were still relatively good. They still were struggling with that timing wise, as far as feuds go stuff going too long or too short. And now it's just, it's not even that. It's just. Well, it. the just, only thing I'll say about this mm. booking is at least it's the Young Bucks and not Matt and Jeff Hardy. That's I mean, we didn't talk about that. Either, yeah, but we uh, we didn't talk about that. There's either. really nothing to be said. Just just 
Let's just say, fix yourself. You know, you fix got. Your life. You could just hold up the All Atlantic Championship in all of its glory, and then the Jeff Hardy situation as just perfect tent poles of the stupidity of Tony Khan. Yeah, um, which is which is saying something in a week where we have rarely, if ever, seen the stupid pitfalls of Vince McMahon in right. just as much singularity. And it would yeah. be like it would be amazing if AEW was just crushing it right now, and whoo, they're just not. <laughs> I feel like they're really dropping the ball here. Oh yes, they they are, and it's um, yeah, it's it's frustrating. It's it's very frustrating. Yeah. Ah oh, man. Oh, a guy got fired for drinking. Oh, let's hire him. Great idea. It's just like, ugh. It's just it's 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 honestly astounding, Harris. I'm honestly astounded. And it's just you know, it is what it you is. You know what? You know, it's a grim thought that I had once when we were kicking around, not you and I, but when I was kicking around this conversation, if he's gotten caught this many times, imagine how many times he's gotten away with it. Cause mm-hmm. there, that's the only way you exist the way he does is if you feel like you can get away with it because he yeah. has gotten away with it in the past. Yeah. That's probably the most depressing fact for me, but you know, it's this time, this time for sure he'll get better. This will be the time he won't show up at TNA in three months. No way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that, but you're you're so right. That's oh, a yeah. great it's point. Happened. Yep. Oh, Taylor's man. oldest time. All right. Well, on that very down note, uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at behind yep. underscore gorilla and on Instagram at behind underscore gorilla for all of the many, many, many posts that are made on both of those accounts. Um, Woo! If I um if I can watch Forbidden Door, I'll t- I'll I'll tweet some things from there. Probably. Oh, like good. Four okay, things. good. Yeah, good. We, we need we need some activity there. Yeah, um, we're still around. We are. And you follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. Yeah, mine is mostly just tweeting about the Braves now. Um, yeah. And that their winning streak was snapped in the worst, most pathetic way possible. And uh, yeah, that's pretty it, much it. That's pretty much yeah. it. So any final thoughts, Harris? Um, I will just say that the Braves winning streak, I like. I hated to see it end, but also at the same time, the longer your regular season streak, the more disappointing the inevitable loss will be at the championship level, sort of like Goldberg. True. So I'm I'm very aware. Like I remember the time the Warriors didn't lose a single regular season game and then did not win the championship. <laughs> so I'm like, when we dropped one, I was like, okay, now let's go get 14 more. For some reason, that feels different to me than winning 28 in a row. It's better this way. So. I agree. It's just a shame that it happened in a one nothing game to a team that had lost 10 games in a row on yeah. your pitcher's best outing of the entire year, and then oh, yeah, on and then on, on a base hit bunt. It was just very frustrating. It couldn't have been any worse. Yeah. Anyway, on that unrelated note, thanks for listening, guys. We're back. Yeah. And we'll be back sometime shortly in the future. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Bye.